0: you can email back and forth, you can text with them, all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com slash DSO, that's betterhelp.com slash DSO, and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dad's Dating After Divorce podcast. I am Jude Sandoval the creator of the Divorced Advocate podcast and community, and my friend and colleague here is... My name is
0: Ralph, but I go by the pen name DSO. I'm the author of several books, including the popular The Dead Bedroom Fix and founder of DadStartingOver.com and the DSO Fraternity, our
1: members only group. And DSO stands for... Dad Starting Over. That's starting over, right? Awesome. And so, Ralph and I uh, just give you some background uh, about each one of us. We have collaborated many times uh, over the past couple of years in kind of our, our respective communities are working with uh, with dads uh, who are going through divorce. And so, I recently contacted Ralph and 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 said, "Hey, you know, I think there's a real big need. I've been getting a lot of people that have been talking about." You know how do I start dating after divorce as a dad? And I know uh, Ralph has done that. Uh, both Ralph and I are divorced, which is, uh, we'll tell a little bit about our stories here uh, in just a little bit, but uh, which has led us to developing the uh, the work that that we've been working on and, and developing with uh, divorcing dads and um, dads, uh, not just dads, but divorcing men men's work, uh, that includes dads, all kinds of what we were discussing, uh, Ralph, just before, just the myriad of things that that go into all of this. And so uh, Ralph agreed uh, kindly to for us to collaborate on on this and start this Dad's uh, Dating After Divorce podcast. And so the first thing we wanted to, to, to do and start with was uh, an episode about why you as a dad, uh, dating after divorce, why you're a catch. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, Ralph, I'll, uh, I'll just throw this out there. The reason I came up with this episode is I was, I was meeting with a guy this week and, and he's going through his divorce and, and he said he was at work and he opened up, which sometimes is hard, right. At, uh, to open up to people about your divorce and, and going through it. But he opened up to a guy at work and said, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a divorce and and he leaned into him and he and he basically said, "Well, congratulations, you're like a used car now." Which I thought was awful mm-hmm. because I don't feel that that's necessarily true and no no, and no. that's just and, and then to make it worse, he, uh, he he um turned around and he, and he pointed out some not incredibly attractive Uh, woman. And he said, that's what you've got to look forward to dating now. (laughs) And, you know, it is like, just, just smash the guy's complete, um, you know, uh, complete hope for something that could be positive and beneficial after his divorce, as if divorce is an already challenging, difficult enough to to go through, to to just squash all of his. So, um, but, (laughs) but so that's what gave me the topic idea for, for everybody listening today. But before we get into it and kind to Talk about um, why the divorced dads are catches. Let's, uh, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your background and mm-hmm. your community and what brought you to this, and yeah. why uh, you know why you're an expert in helping dads, <laughs> <laughs> which you well, are.
0: <laughs> well, briefly, about uh, ten years ago, I was married and had three children. The youngest of which was just over a year of age, and that's when I discovered infidelity on my wife's part, my now ex-wife's part. And I went through a divorce, which was um, surprisingly traumatic for me as a dude. And that kind of opened my eyes to, oh, man, I'm not as tough as I thought I was. I got some issues here. And in doing so, went to therapists who, in, in turn, kudos to her, said, dude, you need to be in touch with more men in your life. You, you're like every other dude I talk to. You don't talk to men. You've cut all friends out of your life. All you guys just worry about your kids and your job and your wife. And that's it. Just And she like gave me the name of a dude and said, uh, here's his name and number, contact him. He's been waiting to talk to you. He's the exact same situation you're in, which was, a that was my first eye opener of, oh my God, all these stories are the same. And um, spoke to that guy and he opened my mind or opened my eyes to, there's a whole online world of guys in your shoes, go talk to them. And that really springboarded me into, I kind of enjoy talking about this stuff, getting help from other dudes, taking what I've learned and helping other guys. And I started a website, basically a blog, called dadstartingover.com. Right. I was lucky enough that that was available and um, started writing in like every other blog, nobody reads a stupid thing. It was just form of therapy for me, like an online diary. <laughs> right. And right. then I would write, um, anytime I wrote anything about sex and marriage, like mm. here are my thoughts on what I experienced going through my first marriage and sex wasn't the greatest thing in the world. And here in the dating world, what I've experienced, and I had done that for several years and then met a new woman who in turn became my fiance. And then we got married, Um, but through all that, I'm like, wow, why is this experience just so night and day different from my first? And what can I learn from this? And so I wrote a little bit on it and those got some hits, those articles. And eventually somebody says, you need to write a book about this. I really like your point of view on this. So I did. And that was a book called The Dead Bedroom Fix, which eventually came out with a, a second version in 2020. And it's been a pretty good success. And I took from that success and all the eyeballs out now on my website and everybody emailing me and stuff, I created a members group. And we've kind of taken off from there. I have uh, coaches working for me. We have almost 900 dudes from around the world in the group, and uh, it's been wonderful. We get together and meet in person, and uh, we have live meetings on Zoom. All kinds of neat stuff.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And your community is um, uh, is absolutely amazing. I Encourage anybody listening to uh, to to get involved with that uh, as you, well. And and so so I, I would say that's all a lot. But one of the biggest things that I feel is. Uh, is important is that you have successfully traversed dating uh after divorce as a, mm. as a dad found somebody and now are in a in a happy successful uh marriage which is really really fantastic and phenomenal because as we'll probably unfold and and unravel and dive deep into over uh coming episodes is there are a lot of challenges that uh, that go oh, into yeah. that. And oh yeah my experience so so my experience is i was i was divorced my uh, divorcery was G- july 1st so it's been been 9 years and i have not been successful in uh in finding somebody and remarrying. i am a firm believer in uh, in marriage i was uh, i was married for 11 years i have three daughters who are 16 14 and Twelve now, who are six four and and two at the at the time that we started the whole divorce process and uh, similar to your experience, I it was tremendously difficult and challenging going through that process and you know former Division One athletes and uh, high achiever, uh, uh, successful business owner and man, I'll tell you, divorce kicked my ass right because mm-hmm. it's it's not anything that you ever are trained to to know and understand to, uh, hopefully go through more than once and like going anything, going through anything the first time or doing anything the first time, you're just not good at it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so, and that's kind of like, that's the, the whole premise here is dating, you know, dad's dating after divorce. You just don't know what you don't know. And so hopefully we're going to, be able to shed some some light on that between our our respective communities the input that we've get from uh from the the guys every single day and being immersed in this and then also some of the feedback from your success and some of the feedback from my colossal failures over the nine years of dating, which, uh, which I'll I'll hopefully share slowly. I don't want to scare anybody off right away. So that's why Mm -hmm. we're starting with this topic today, which is why you are, uh, why you are a catch uh, as a, as a divorced dad. And so I know I've got some ideas, but maybe share, maybe share um, with us uh, a little bit uh, about why you feel um, in in your dating life, why you what you brought as a positive to uh, you know to the dating world and to somebody when when you were when you were going through that process with your yeah. uh, with your wife?
0: You know, I think a, a good way to frame this or a good place to start is with that DuFus who told your friend, "Look what <laughs> you're in for." Uh, why? Why would he say that? Um, that is just that's kind of a microcosm or a perfect example of a mindset that you see in a lot of different aspects of life. Um, I run my own business, I'm an entrepreneur. Can you guess what percentage of people tell me? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna fail. Right. Yeah, that's terrible, that's awful. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why don't I get a regular paycheck? And you know, yeah. yeah, wow, Mr. Dreamer, and like, yeah, right, like that's gonna work. Same kind of mindset with that guy. Like, you know what you're in for? And look at this slob over here, that's, well, why is that? Because they're basically sharing their their perspective on this and their experience in life. And they got kicked in the teeth a few times. That guy's had no luck with women. So he's telling you that eh, you ain't yeah. gonna have any luck with women. A, a healthier mindset from that one doofus guy would have been, I haven't had any luck, but right. dude, you got a good head on your shoulders. You're a good dude. You'll be all right. Or you'll probably be all right. It's rough out there, but you'll be okay. I think that's a healthier way of
1: looking at it. Um, yeah. You know, can, let me just comment on that. Yeah, please. Because that was... For, for me, that was kind of an aha in this whole uh, divo- post-divorce process for me, and and I made the mis- I, I made lots of mistakes, as will <laughs> will be revealed as we as we uh, talk. But um, um, when I finally started to look at those mistakes as working for me and not against me, that that my life, like, all of these experiences were working for me, and like life in general was happening for me and not uh, against me really things started to change and even failed relationships or things not going well with my ex, etc. Taking that mindset what you just described, which is what, what can I learn from this? What am I supposed to learn from this to be successful uh, in the future? Kind of like the you talked about being a business owner. It's kind of a business philosophy. If you're not getting the result you wanted, what are you working backwards? What do you need to change? Mm -hmm. And what feedback do you need in order to make that change to to get the result or the intention that you're setting? So I I, I love that fact uh, in that point. In keeping
0: with the business analogy, at the most basic level, you're putting a product on the market and you say, market, what do you think? And for a lot of men that I talk to, the market comes back with crickets, nothing, (laughs) and their initial reaction is, well, there's nothing out there. And, yeah. so, and that's one way of looking at it. Another way to look at it is kind of point the magnifying glass at yourself and say, well, what are you providing out there? And a lot of these men, they go out with what I call in my writings, kind of this provider suit mm-hmm. of, look at me, I got a great job. I take really good care of my kiddos. That's about it. In that enough world? Here you go. And yeah. a lot of well, I, what they found is that their market is responding back with a big yawn because their market is saying, um, I'm a divorced woman myself, 30, sure. 40, 50 some years of age. I just left a man like that. Those are great right. qualities and all. It's wonderful that you do that, pat you on the head, good job, but I want some excitement. I want some fun. What yeah. do you got in that realm? Yeah. And when you ask those guys, they're like, well, shit, I, oof, I don't know. I haven't really done much in the excitement and fun world for the last so many decades. I've been busy with job and kids and now there's divorce. So it's, maybe it's a little bit of reinvention needed there. Right. Um, the more, more insidious for lack of a better term, deeper thing is what's going on, you know, between the, between your ears. Um, a mm. lot of men have a lot of trauma in their life that dates back pre-divorce, a lot of kids stuff that they bring to the table and yep, a lot of codependency and neediness. That um, frankly, if you are in front of a woman who has a good head on her shoulders, after about five, 10 minutes of meeting you, she can sniff that out right away, which is why these women get wide eyed and say, Well, it was really nice meeting you, John, and take care. And he's like, Well, what the hell? And I said, Well, you went in right away with some really needy behavior, unbeknownst to you. And he's like, I had no idea. That's just been my script all my life. So, a lot of different ways in which to explain why exactly the dating world isn't working as well as it should for. Your average Joe out there, while some guys go out there in the dating world, and oh my, they're like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, they're like dude, I had seven <laughs> dates last week, and that was, was me, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know, I want to go back to a, a point you made previously, and I'll challenge you on this. Okay. Um, is your sole definition of success within the dating world the end game of a long-term relationship or marriage? In other words, if I looked in the magnifying or or uh, the crystal ball. And I said, I can see into the future and dude, it ain't happening. Yeah. Well, next, next 30, 40 years of dating, it ain't happening. You're just going to jump from woman to woman to woman. Does that say, does that make you go, oof, do you dread that and say, that doesn't sound pleasurable at all?
1: Um, no, because I, I have intentions, but my, like reaching those intentions are not, uh, it's not just a linear path, right? So going through this process and knowing that from each of these experiences, maybe I'm moving closer to my intention. Maybe that intention happens. Maybe it's not It's kind of like uh like the development of, of our respective businesses. Like I had an intention around what I originally wanted to do. It was masculine development while well, I'm still doing that, but like it's very specific and a very different than what I, Initially believe my business to be so that's kind of the mindset that I take into to dating as well. I still have an attention. I would like to. Uh, I, I believe in marriage. I would like to have blended family. I would like to do that. But hey, I can't force that if it's not wow. potentially in the cards or it's not working to to where it's gonna where it's gonna happen or I've not developed to 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 the point that that is uh, something that's going to be feasible. So so that's the that's the long answer to. No, like I don't dread it. It's more about, for me, the the journey than it is the destination. Good, good. Yeah. So I like so
0: many men go in with that of because divorce is such a traumatic thing. And one of the, the quickest ways to um, stop the bleeding is to go ahead and replace with another human band-aid called another wife. And exactly. uh, there, there's a lot of guys that jump into relationships that are pretty toxic right away. But hey, at least I got a wife out of it. And then they're right back where they were before with the previous toxic relationship. And they wonder why. I mean, you you jumped a little bit
1: too fast into that. Why not just have fun? Exactly, well, and I did that exact thing, started dating during my divorce, which was not a really good idea. I had not done the work, Yeah. right? Had not paid attention to what those dynamics are. What, and and you said it about getting into a, a similar Relationship, and then getting, and then I got into another similar relationship, and then another, <laughs> until I figured out the common denominator yeah, here yeah. is not the women out there, and yeah. I I, th- I think that's uh, maybe the, the the biggest point we can make it about right now is there's got to be self reflection, otherwise you're going to you're you're going to perpetuate and relive the same experience you you had in in your marriage, and mm-hmm. I don't know about you. But I didn't want that, and I think anybody that's listening probably doesn't want that uh, as well. If there's a reason why you uh, why you're no longer <laughs> married to your to your ex, so yeah. maybe pay attention first to to what you've got going on and what you you know what mm-hmm. we bring to the table first, uh, so that you don't like you said th- a, a healthy woman is going to sniff that out in a heartbeat and just yep. be like. See you later. I don't, I don't care what great traits you have in being a provider. You know, that, that may have been what a hundred, 200 years ago, just the, the basic necessities uh, uh, around being a, a good mate or a good husband. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that's completely completely changed and completely shifted. Like you said, being able to be be fun, being somebody that is is deeper, has more understanding of uh, your masculinity and how that works in the world, how that works in the dynamic with the relationship with her. There's so much more that goes into that. Yeah. There's a very um, kind of scary,
0: but interesting big picture phenomenon at play here, which is the, 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 the sexual dynamics, whatever you want to call it between men and women is going through a pretty drastic shift here. And a yeah. lot of men are still playing by a very old playbook. Yes. And um, the old timey way of looking at it was looking at my providery traits. Isn't that enough? Yeah, good enough because I need you to survive, Mr. Man. Yay, everything works great. We're together and we have so many right. kids and great grandkids. Well, when that goes away, what's left? And yeah. um, there's the old Pareto principle at play, which which affects a lot of different things in life. And oh my gosh, is it so prevalent in the dating world? or in the sexual marketplace, if you wanna use that old term, which is a small percentage of people in, in a variety, of in the Pareto Principles, basically like, um, I'm trying to see how best to succinctly describe it. Uh, 20% of people get 80% of the results or something to that effect. Exactly, So right. I always like to use, visualize it in form of like a pyramid, mm-hmm. the tippy top of the pyramid. Very few people can fit at the tippy top, yep. but I'll be damned if they don't get most of the rewards. Yes. And the rest of us are slowly in the middle. And then the base, which is the big part of it, doesn't get a whole lot of much of anything. And right. the doofus, <laughs> I keep calling him the, the doofus, the doofus at the beginning, um, <laughs> he's at the bottom of the pyramid. And yes. he's like, it, it really sucks down here, dude. This is what you're in for. The point is that you can claw, scrape, and elbow your way to get to the top or near the top. And that's where you'll notice, oh, wow, it looks a hell of a lot different up here. Right. So, And keeping with the theme of this show, which is, Men are a catch. What we're saying, basically, is as you get closer to the top of that pyramid, oh my gosh, are you a catch? And oh my gosh, does the scenery change big time? Exactly. And um, the world is your oyster,
1: basically. Yep. And, and for those, it, yeah, for those aren't familiar with the Pareto, um, uh theory, it's it, that's across. That's across life. That's across. It's a work. universal concept. It's yeah. a universal concept. That's across everything that twenty percent uh, get or accomplish, achieve. Uh, 80% of the, of the results. So exactly like uh, what you're saying, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not striving and making the effort to move up to that level, then yeah, you're going to be the doofus that is just bitching and complaining and moaning and unhappy and not getting the results that uh, mm-hmm. that you want. Again, it goes back. If you're not getting the results that you want, you need to look internally and see what you need to do to, to make some changes.
0: And know we have some, I have a lot of guys in my group who come from middle of nowhere, middle America and stuff like that. And they're like, I'm in a town of 500 people, mm-hmm. you know, good luck trying to find it. Okay. You got a point. Yeah, sure. You know, jump in your car or get on an airplane and go see the world for goodness sakes. And that's one thing, but that doesn't, that doesn't represent the majority. I would think by any stretch, um, but you're right. Look internally where are some of the um, uh, not so good things that you're bringing to the table, Yep. In, ter- in terms of this new uh, marketplace if we want to call it that this what's going on out there this is the new game you have to right. play by the new rules uh, playing by your old rules ain't going to cut it anymore playing by your old rules is mr Providery married dude sorry my man
1: um yeah yeah maybe, and yeah. i also want to point out that that i don't i don't i don't feel like we're diminishing the protector provider idea and how that is bi- biologically wired into us as as, as yeah. masculine men we're not we're not saying that we're not saying that that's bad it's not and we're not saying that it's bad to be a protector or provider we're just saying that just leading with that and that's all you've, you're offering out there it's just it's just not going to do it because the world yeah. is a different place
0: yeah putting all your eggs into that basket and going cut it um exactly. it, it, I, one of my points is that a relationship built on provider points alone is not enough. It's just yes. not, you gotta bring more to the table. Gotta be Mr. Sexy, Mr. Fun, Mr. All that stuff. You gotta work on yourself. Um, So let's play then for sake of the the, the title of this, let's play mm-hmm. pretend and say he's done all the work. Yep. He, he's therapy, he's taken time for himself. He's worked on himself physically, mentally. And he he's, as far as all his female platonic friends that he's talked to, they're all like, oh my gosh, dude, you got it going on. <laughs> You're yep. gonna go out there and kill. And he throws himself out there. What can he expect? And is he ready for it? Because it can be a little, I've talked to some men who do check all those boxes. They put themselves out there and the rewards are so abundant for them that it's actually a bit alarming for them. Mm -hmm. And it's actually an eye opener for them of, oh my, this is kind of the real world. This is how it was for all those other dudes that I've known, all those player guys or whatever mr playboy whatever you want to call it right i don't know if i like this Um, i don't know i don't know if i like um casual sexual relationships sure i don't i don't know if i like um one night stands picking up a gal at a bar and taking this just doesn't feel right Right. um that was personally something that i struggled with not that i was ever mr player let's not go there (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, i understand my own limitations but it was such that this is interesting my brokenness early in my dating phase, dated way too early, but for whatever reason, my brokenness and erratic kind of behavior attracted women to me that were kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, the fact that I was able to get to bed with these women so easily was kind of troubling to me and downright emotional. Mm-hmm. I went from being a dad, father, with wife, and everything's laid out for the next so many decades to suddenly in bed with some strange woman who I just met. Yes. Like, what the hell am I doing here? What is this? What's going on? So I don't know where am I getting at with that is be careful what you wish for, I guess. And, right. and if you are in fact, not of the mindset of casual dating sex is the Shangri-La. That's my end game. That's okay. That's right. perfectly fine. No one's you know putting a gun to your head saying you have to go out and do this, but realize, I guess um, the, 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 uh, the story is here realize that that's the world out there right now and that is, um you're gonna run into a lot of people with that mindset
1: well and, and and that was almost shocking to me as well having been out of the dating scene for 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 what almost uh 13 13 years uh after after my my divorce and and jumping right in and seeing and and, and just having this be a, a, a it, in my estimation it's just a free a sexual free-for-all right there's there's yeah. women that are or are, um, are act, acting like men traditionally did around sexuality, right? That it's uh, out there and it's free and it's open. And maybe that's a, an episode in the future. We talk about that and, and its, its implications. But what what I would like to say to that is if you are somebody, that you just described. You've done the work, and you you know what you're bringing to this. That you are a that you are a catch, and there's a, a lot of reasons why you are a catch. And your experience as a dad who's uh, uh, gone through and endured the diver- uh, divorce and has persevered, and then has created a, a life on on the other side of it that's creating an an intention around what it is and how how you want to date is incredibly important so that you don't you're not falling into that and i see so you know i made this mistake i just i made it basically ralph i made every mistake and that's why i'm doing this i'm trying to warn (laughs) drop some pearls warn you know warn uh because it's, it's very heartbreaking especially if you like you said in the beginning you're just you're wanting something that you had and for me that i I just loved family and I loved being in a family environment and having that with my daughters and all that and just like what I immediately wanted to do. But there was a reason why I failed the first time and what I there was so much work that I needed to do in the interim and obviously still uh, because I have not found that and have not uh, been able to get to that uh that achieve that intention. Um but I still continue to look at the feedback, right? And and so creating that intention about what you want and when I say intention, if your intention is to go out and you just, you want to have some sexual experiences because that is not has something that you've, you've had, then um, that's okay too. Like you, um, that's not comfortable for me uh, anymore. That's not my intention. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't move me towards my intention and, and my life is, I'm trying to develop, to be intentional about getting there, right? Your actions all will either get you towards what you're intending, or they'll move you away from that. And for me at this point, it moves me away, but that's not to say that that's not something positive for the dads dating out there that they might Mm. need to have that sexual connection, or even if it's just to start dating and knowing that you just want to get out there and get some attention. Right, just build up some confidence in being able to to talk with and go out on a date with somebody. Yeah, there
0: is a school of thought that uh, the best way to learn something is just to jump into the deep end of the pool and you know start swimming. Um, which I that absolutely has some value. That's what I did, and mm-hmm. there was failure, and there was emotional this and that. But in the end, I came out going, oh, it wasn't so bad." And what sure. can I learn from this? What can I learn from that? But for some men that I've spoken to, they're at such a point. We're going back again to are you ready emotionally or mentally or not for this, that they're at such a point where they get a little glimmer of success and they jump right into oh, uh, not so good codependent behavior and attach themselves to somebody. Yeah. And oh man, they get their heart broken and they get crushed. And a lot of men report, wow, why is it that my first post-divorce breakup actually hurts worse than what I experienced <laughs> in the divorce? And I always say, well, because it was almost as if the universe told you look up. We know you went through hell with that divorce thing. Here you go. Here's Miss Perfect. And the guy's like, I can't believe this happened. I found Mrs. Perfect. And it's only been like a month and a half since my divorce. This is great. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. This is wonderful. And they just ignore every red flag in the book and continue marching on because I found Miss Perfect. And then it ends horribly, you know, catches her with some other man or finds out she's on drugs, whatever it may be. And then he's like, wow, the universe just pulled the rug out from under me or just pointed at me and said, ah, psych, you know, we were just joking and you're right back to where you were before. And it just, they lose all hope. And to some men, just the thought of that is potentially a possibility out there. I'm going to lose and get heartbroken all over again. No, thank you. And they remove themselves from the dating pool completely. Um, That's no way to go through life. Mm -hmm. Um, If in fact, you find that the trauma of that is such that you can't, bared it anymore and it drives you to near suicide or whatever it may be. Yeah, you need to get some help with that. Um yeah. again, going back to for some people, the the proper route is to go in there, get heartbroken, go in there, get heartbroken, get a couple of drinks thrown in your face, get slapped at a bar, whatever it may be, and then eventually yeah. you go, doesn't hurt so much anymore. And then that's when you find, oh wow, I've turned the corner and things are all right. I shared with another podcast that I did that. It seemed that a real shift for me, for whatever reason, this was my shift, um, was the moment when I wasn't even hitting on a woman, but I just said something to her that was kind of in a friendly term. And we were at some place that was kind of loud and I was kind of yelling. I said, like, blah, 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 blah. And she turned to me and she just looked at me and said something like, honey, you're a little too old and you're a little too bald. <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay. I, I that's my reaction was like, Holy shit, that, that was awesome. Because <laughs> what a slam, right? It was so yeah. over the top bad that it was hilarious. And then my initial reaction was like, Jesus, well, all right. And I was like, said, like, well, the good news is that there's a lot of guys, younger guys here with hair, so you're in good luck. And she just laughed too. And we literally shook hands and went our separate way. And I remember like, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. it. You know, right? I just got basically verbally slapped in the face with you're too old and you're you're ugly or what I yeah. heard criteria and I just took it as all right <laughs>
1: what else yeah. yeah yeah you know you get to the you get to the point I, I liken it to getting in the gym and you get in the gym and you work out and you're working your body and you're building your muscles and yeah. the first the first times you do it it's really painful you're like this sucks and I don't yeah. really why would anybody do this <laughs> yeah why would I do this but then after yeah. a while you start to get oh this is this is this is part of it. This is good. I know that's going to build me up for the future if I keep doing this. And and so then you just this is this is okay. This is good. You just become you know I don't want to say immune to it, but you just take it in stride and it's okay. And and I did want to also address you mentioned uh, guys that go the other way. And and so I. I was the codependent way right so that that was my experience i was massively codependent and and i i would i would reckon ralph that um, a lot of the guys that might be listening today may be probably falling more on that side because oh yeah of to oh, date yeah. not the not the ones that uh that are are you know that are avoiding mr. It playboy yeah, or yeah mr playboy are just out out there but um but if you are listening to that uh as well just I would I would just warn to be very careful about the information that's out there around dating, because you can get down rabbit holes with some of the MGTOW stuff and oh, shit, and, yeah. and, and whatnot, yeah. because we're we're meant to be in relation with each other and just understanding and knowing that there's somebody on the other side of that relation. Uh, that relationship or how you're relating to somebody that's also going through or has gone through oh, yeah. uh, a challenge as well is is really important. So being open about what your intentions are and if you are Mr. Player you're, or if you are MGTOW, hey, oh, amen, more power, more power to you. But being open and and, and uh, forthright about what you're doing and why you're doing it and what your intentions are is really incredibly and in, in important too. Because like you just described with <laughs> with your experience, that's going to come back, and it's going to come back. And as much as you might think you can separate your emotions from uh, from all of this and just go on living your life by yourself or whatever, there's stuff is going to come up. You're going to have feelings yep. and emotions around that. Yep. So pay yep. attention to it. Pay attention. Yeah.
0: To so it. there's a yeah, there's a very much um, you're well aware of this. Some of our content intersects overlaps with this world of red pill talk. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of it's very cringeworthy, but I understand the origination of it, which is mostly young men that have been hurt by women. Sure. And, and they're saying, I need to, basically, they don't say this overtly, but if you look between the lines, it's basically, uh, I desperately want to be with women. And I'm trying to crack the code in order to do so. And yeah. in, in my work of cracking the code, I've discovered some not so good stuff. Yes. And I need to share this with the rest of the world and they can't shut the hell up about it. <laughs> it's like do you, w- women think this way and they do that da, 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 da. And next <laughs> yeah. thing you know you're treating women like lab rats and you're trying to yeah. study them and it, it's a very, um, for lack of a better term, almost kind of a spectrum autistic way of kind of looking and trying to decipher and oh here's how really humans really behave and i need to do this but not this i need to act this way and not that way and and then it kind of spills over into the MGTOW world which is well i'm going to eliminate myself from the gene pool completely as if that's some kind of major you know (laughs) protest or something i don't think that's the the, the big signal that men think it is but i i totally understand and sympathize with where all these guys are coming from but you're right um, some of it's very cringeworthy. There's some terms that I've learned over the years of doing this that I've heard again and again. Uh, one is spinning plates. I don't know if you're right. familiar with this term, oh yeah. Which is, oh yeah, which is when I was a kid, it was called being a bachelor. Yes. <laughs> it's called dating around. It's, so it's called not, dating. Yeah. Let's yeah. not reinvent right. the wheel here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you got seven different women on your phone that you're chatting. With. I keep using the seven because uh, when I met my wife, uh, my now wife, I actually mm-hmm. had seven different women on my phone that I had yeah. varying degrees of relationships with one. I just had coffee sure. with, you know, who cares? One that we we've never met in person, this other one, and we've met a few times and dated and yada, yada. And, um, it's very intoxicating mm-hmm. and, uh, that pushes a lot of buttons and eight caveman buttons in a man to get all this validation from all seven women at once. Holy shit, dude, that's everything. Right. Um, but uh, it has its limit. And what I learned from all those women is you're exactly right with be very, very open and honest about what your intentions are. Yeah. And what I found was I was very open and honest about I am not ready for any kind of relationship because I realize in myself that I'm technically not ready for a relationship. But boy, do I love the company of women. Yeah. So um, <laughs> and when I was very open and honest with women about that, nine times out of 10, they would just laugh at it and say, OK, when's our next date? Right. They're cool with that. Uh, yeah. versus oh no baby i'm not like that and i'm not like those other guys i'm sure i'm all about it when you're like wink wink <laughs> you know we both know that no that doesn't go well why do that why why try to play games why try to fool them pull one over on them um that's yeah. sometimes part of that game stuff which i don't necessarily like and appreciate be open and honest we're all adults here we all know what we want
1: yeah and, and- um and there's there's like you said there's validity there's some value in some of the the work that the the, the game guys do and being able to, to talk to women and approach and just be yourself and be authentic and and stuff like that and so there's definitely some value in in that but i think what we're just both saying is just be careful because we're human beings and we're we're wired to connect we all have feelings and um and and you know we're we just need to be cognizant uh, of that and 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 kind and compassionate and caring and loving because that's ultimately what I feel like we're all looking for from childhood is just a loving relationship, yeah, with some with, with and, somebody. And let's
0: and let's get one thing out of the way, which is kind of a one of the foundational things of that world of the red pill and so forth and which they have a very big point is that it's a night and day different, the world of I'm a single woman looking for fun and sex Mm -hmm. whatever that may be versus i'm a single man Mm -hmm. two totally different worlds in terms of this woman down the road who's 300 pounds and puts herself out there in the world i'll be damned if she doesn't have better luck in the sexual realm than (laughs) a pretty average looking normal dude who puts himself out there and he'll look at that and go this is you know this is horrible this is terrible it's not fair it's awful and a lot of men go on and on and on about that to which i just uh I just throw my hands up and go, it is what it is. Good for her. Still so well, moment
1: can get a man have and, a sister. And I'll say, guys, uh, welcome to manhood. Uh, welcome to the because, world. Um, evolutionary biology. Uh that's just what we're given. And it always yeah. has been that way. And yeah. it's never ever gonna change. It's just that's the right. way it is. So just if the you're way it is. One of the upset stories, about it and yeah. you're pissed about it, then you're just you're be your upset. You're wasting pissed, your breath. Yeah, for, One of the forever. stories
0: I often use is um A woman can literally open her front door and yell out, "Who wants me?" You got about ten minutes, and (laughs) some asshole is going to poke his head out the door and go, "I, you know, I got ten minutes." If I did that, the police would come;
1: (laughs) (laughs) they would take me away. It's just a totally different world. Exactly, exactly. Hey, I wanted to you 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 brought up a couple of times codependency, Mm -hmm. and I know that um that I. Was very codependent. And that was one of another one of my aha's in going through the process post-divorce, failed relationships post-divorce is. Coming upon and learning about um, codependency, or, or as Dr. Robert Glover calls it, Mr. Nice Guy, yep, or being yep. no more Mister, basically repackaged codependency, yep. and how mm-hmm. not to uh, to be uh, codependent anymore. And let's let's talk about let's talk a little bit about that, but let's also talk about why that can be a positive because I feel now understanding my codependency uh, in, in the origin of it in my, in my childhood, uh, how that is a positive now in in my relationships and going forward uh, with, uh, uh, with a woman. And, and then, you know, let's bring that around to all the other, some of the other positive things that that we can learn in going through this divorce that you do and will bring to, uh, your future relationships.
0: I think the key there is that, you know, and you navigate your way around, or you pull yourself back, you pull the leash back, and you go, oh, I'm going a little bit too far into the uh, needy thing there. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to be a, a sweet, nice, empathetic guy, which I consider myself to be, but it's another to have zero boundaries and allow other people to dictate your emotions, and you're so, they must feel good in order for me to feel good. I must do more for them. I put my needs aside. Oh, now you're getting into, but, into bad stuff. But if you uh, recognize that, and you're able to go, dude, pull back a little bit here, it's nice to have some of those good empathetic things and be able to pull yeah. back. But the thing is, is that most guys don't have that pullback mechanism and most guys go into, oh shit territory pretty quick Yeah. and things can get pretty nasty. And if you are a uh, codependent person, just by nature, you're going to attract certain people that uh, have some not so good traits about them. Um, Absolutely. My, uh, my mother, is an extremely neurotic codependent person mm-hmm. and I'll be damned if every friend that she has, doesn't take advantage of her. Can you go to the yeah. store and get me this while you're out? Can you do that? Da, 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 da. And I'm always like, and everyone around her is like, why don't you ever just say, no, can't do it. And she's like, yeah, but that would be terrible. I feel bad for the person. They're at home and da, 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 da. they're not feeling well. And I'm just like, yeah. that is um perfect example of what a lot of behavior that I see in men. And, yep. uh, so, um, yeah, there's some good from it for sure, but, oh boy, that can go down the wrong way.
1: Well, and I want to, I want to share one specific thing that I have found that has been probably one of the, like, I would have never, ever, uh, hypothesized, right. When I, when I, when I got out of the, uh, got out of my marriage and started dating, that this would be the one thing that I, that I find that women find so incredibly attractive about somebody who's who's worked through their their codependency and knows how to state their feelings, state what their needs are and hold those boundaries is that women like to be told no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not, women like to be told no. Women like you to set boundaries. Uh women like you to to state what it is that that you need and even you know we we're not going to get into to dynamics of dating or sexual dynamics or any of that uh, at least today, but they like for you to, to, to take the, you know, to, to be strong about that and say, this is what yeah. my needs are, this is where I want and how you're no, I don't like what you're doing or, or no, I don't want to do that or, or, or et cetera. And if you're with a woman who, when boundaries are put up, very healthy,
0: normal adult behavior is put up those boundaries, if they react in a extremely negative violent angry whatever way yeah oh my goodness well big red flag right there thank um, you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what i say. thank me you now. yeah exactly like me now not wasting any more of my time right. while you're 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 codependent guys that don't have those mechanisms and don't don't recognize that within themselves say oh shit, i made her mad i better not do that again
1: right uh, it's not yeah. a good thing right which goes then to the that whole um, codependent philosophy of happy wife happy life which we know is a recipe for absolute uh, disaster in any kind of, of uh, relationship yeah. um, that, that you if at least you want success yeah. in.
0: And you know, it's it's funny that um, we do package a lot of this stuff as this is special and unique for women, but really when you think about it, this is universal across, mm-hmm. you know, you have boundaries at work, you have boundaries with your friends and if you don't, I'll be damned if they don't take advantage of that. Sure. The problem is that when we see that in women, it seems to be extra insidious and extra like, oh, man, because we kind of thought as women as being better than that, mm-hmm. the, the the sweeter, softer, more empathetic, more whatever, you know, the yin to our yang kind of thing. And when we see ah, oh, shit, they're just like us. It, yes. uh, that's kind of what I always talk about. My one criticism of the red pill after looking into all that stuff for so long is like, that basically boils down to, damn it, these women are just like us. Right. And let's, <laughs> and, let's speak. And, and that pisses yeah. me off.
1: Yeah. yeah. And let's be clear they're not any better at, uh, knowing or understanding their emotions. They're not, um, they, now they, they do emote better, <laughs> but, but, but knowing and understanding them and emoting are completely different things. Um, mm-hmm. they just naturally emote. Right. And, and we don't, um, they, they're not necessarily better at communicating because just because they emote doesn't mean that's effective and positive communication. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again, in these, Ralph these are not uh, messages that we get in our society at all about no, exactly uh, about, right. about men it's like we've pedestalized women and their abilities uh to the point that it, we're and, and then the flip side of that is we're just diminishing uh men and their abilities 100% and my experience uh through this process is that they're not exactly what you said they are s- they're very similar they're not any better they're still figuring out and I'd even uh, I'd even pose that they're uh, having uh, even more challenges with the, the dynamics and the changes that they're experiencing in um, in being in the workplace. And, oh, yeah. And, um, oh, and, yeah. In all the dy- uh, the sexual dynamics, uh, et cetera. Like we talked about earlier, the, the the free sex and the hookup culture, et cetera. There, there's a lot more. They're even processing a lot more guys. While we're changing, I think it's just not the curve that 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 they're going through, uh, and so thinking that you know going into this and this and maybe this is kind of our, our final point. Going into this thinking that they're they're better or they've got some kind of advantage or they figure things out is absolutely not true. And and having gone through a divorce, being a parent, being uh, having to take care of those responsibilities, uh, taking care of a human being. Uh, knowing that you've been able to commit, knowing how to go through ups and downs like you have through this this process, re completely re uh, revising your life to a new environment as a single dad, um, you know, having these huge responsibilities that that you do are all absolutely phenomenal benefits in in in, in things that you should you you I would say be proud of. In going into the dating marketplace post-divorce. Yep. Very well put.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. It, it ain't easy guys, but um going back to the old pyramid analogy. If you're at least put in the effort to try and claw your way to the top, you don't have to be Mr. Perfect. That's another thing. There's so many guys out there. Like if you're not tall, dark and handsome and got a million bucks, forget it, dude, you're missing the point. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at the tippy tippy top of the pyramid, the 0.0001% that get all these girls and, of course, that's not you. That's not. That's none of us. That's like one dude. Don't yeah. judge yourself based on that. Um, you can have some measure of success at this, depends on what your definition of success is. For most men, the definition of success is a lot of dates and at least some access to sexual whatever, um, yeah. if you so choose. And yeah, that's very reasonable for many of us. Um, confidence and everything else takes you very, very far. You don't yeah. necessarily have to have a million bucks. There is, I'll leave with this. There is some dummy who lives in his parents' basement who makes next to nothing and has no career aspirations. He doesn't really look all that great, but I'll be damned if he doesn't get laid. And There's something to be learned from that dummy. Um, He's got a certain something. If he can do it, dude, you can do it too
1: yep absolutely and, and I will I, I do want to put out a practical resource for the guys out there and it's one of the best ones that I've found I like, unfortunately I found it so many years later that uh, I this is something that I have uh, I have friends who have teenage sons and i say you need to read this and it's a book called The Tactical Guide to Women uh by dr sean smith and i don't know if you're familiar with him but he's a clinical psychologist i've heard of the title but i don't know denver phenomenal phenomenal book it touches on a lot of what we talked about today but it's a really really good field field guide if you if you will to getting back getting into dating in general but um but if you're a divorced dad uh and you're and you just don't know how to date because it's been so long and things have changed. Like we talked about, it's mm. a great resource and we'll put it in the, in the show notes, but it's the tactical guide to women okay. by Sean Smith. It's and a, another a really book, good uh, a, couple, a couple
0: of, a couple books there. Um, one that I've um, suggested to a lot of guys is by Mark Manson called models. Okay, That was his first big book. That was a good one. Uh, and M O D E L S not in, in its models, not as in supermodels or fashion models. Okay. Um, and another one is dating essentials by Dr. Robert Glover. Yeah. Author of No More Mr. Nice Guy. That was his second book. Um, Both of those are really good. And to your point about uh, for teen boys, I'm actually working on a book myself, which I don't know when it's going to be out. Don't ask about 15,000 words into it right now as we speak, but it's aimed at um, teenage boys that are just getting into the world of girls. And the working title is I wish I had this book when I was your age.
1: Awesome! I love so it. So I've been working on that for a while now. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep teasing that one out there because <laughs> so, uh, you know
0: what? I kind of uh, your uh, audio is way down. I don't know if you did something on
1: your end. Did it just change? I didn't notice anything. Yeah, it just went okay. way down. I can barely hear you.
0: Okay. So I don't know if that's going to show up on the video or not. Be a good edit point
1: here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. I, I I normalize it anyway, so we'll fix it. Can you still can you hear me? It could be on my end. All right, sir. Okay. Well, we're almost so, we're almost wrapped up. Let's wrap. You just up came- here. Oh, okay. So you just came back,
0: a, so I'm good. Yeah. All
1: right. There's you want a, to start over with the Zoom uh, thing, but uh, let's just we'll just wrap up. uh all and, right. and tell us uh, the book's a good tease, but tell us a little bit more about um, how the listeners can get involved with the Dad Starting Over community. Yeah,
0: everything is at uh, DadStartingOver.com and go right to the homepage and you'll go through and scroll down and you'll see a link to the DSO fraternity, which is our members group. Uh, scroll down further, you'll see access to all the articles. All those are free. There's hundreds of them on there. We have a podcast, Dad Starting Over. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, go from there. And if it sounds like it's in general, something you want to check out, you can check out the DSO fraternity, the members group for a month at fourteen ninety nine as of now. It may go up here in the near future, but as of now, it's fourteen ninety nine for one month. Try it out. If it's not for you, cancel and no big deal, but what we found is that most guys try it for a month or two, and then they sign up for a year or maybe even the lifetime deal. And we have uh, live Zoom meetings that, which are all recorded, which we have hundreds of hours of those you can listen to if you want. If you have a nice road trip coming up, we have a uh, podcast just for members. We have articles just for members. We have uh, online discussion groups just for members. All kinds of cool stuff.
1: Awesome, yeah, and and I just attest to the fact that you've got so many fantastic resources, great coaches the blog is great i like to read and and many of your your Thank you. podcast episodes and the guests that you bring in and hopefully i'm going to get the bro fest one of these uh one of these times <laughs> love too to have you. Yeah. And, and um check out uh, check out everybody in person and then if anybody wants to to connect with the Divorce Advocate community. We're here to, to help dads create a healthier and less traumatic divorce. So if you're contemplating or going through divorce, then um, check out our website at thedivorcedadvocate.com. We've got lots of resources there, including a divorce quiz that helps you gauge where you're at in your divorce uh, compared to other people who've gone through it. And then we just finally... Have the Divorce Advocate app that has launched that you can download at either the Apple or the Android store. You can go to the divorcedadvocateapp.com, download it. It's 100 free right now. Uh, awesome. While we're still working out some of the the, the kinks on it and adding uh, material to it, so check that out. And so I hope everybody enjoyed this episode, Ralph. I, 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 this did not disappoint, my friend. Your your knowledge is so awesome. Well, thank, you I sincerely thank you for having appreciate it and and i look forward to us uh doing this uh some more and providing some hopefully some more value so if you found value share it with uh with a friend give a, a star rating give a comment send us an email uh just spread it on social media to help get this out and, and grow the podcast
0: all right thank you my friend i appreciate it
1: take care Ralph. all right be, be the hero of your own movie if your life was a movie And
0: it started now. Forget about whatever financial disasters you've had, personal failures, relationship failures. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more And help you become the best man that you can be and if you're like a lot of men there's something still missing well i can tell you what that missing thing probably is quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood but none of them seem to be on the same page as you am i right they seem content with their shitty marriages their shitty jobs and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on -on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.